Hello, hello, my name is Kate McKenty and welcome to my podcast. It's really lovely that you've come by today and I hope you enjoy this very exciting interview with the most wonderful Ruby Wax. I was uh, completely privileged to have an opportunity to interview her. She very generously allowed me this interview. Um, I think probably partly in 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 lockdown uh, some people were more stationary not on the road not moving around so much and Ruby very very kindly uh, gave me an opportunity to chat with her um, while she was in lockdown although she did move around and I was just really really interested because she'd written this book and now for the good news to the future with love which was all about how we really can be more connected, fair trade, more equal, work in more sustainable ways, live in community. And she, you know, how can we help refugees? How can we think of others? How can we come together? And she really did go and live, go and visit, go and be with, explore businesses that gave back or were sustainable. And she wrote a whole book of a way of living, of a way of being, which you could call love, you could call connectedness, you could call attunement, you could call eco-sustainable, whatever you like. And it was really very inspiring, and I know that she's now spending a lot of time living in certain a certain community. And so I was really curious to chat to her about her perspective. I'd seen her shows obviously on telly and I'd also seen theatre shows and I know she um, puts out a lot of mental health programmes on mindfulness and she also helps people with her her free mental health uh, resources that she puts out every single day if anybody needs them. And so I was just curious about what her perspective would be on opening the heart, on love, on this connecting so I hope you enjoy it. I certainly did. She's a brilliant, inspiring person. And uh, here's my interview with Ruby Wax. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello Ruby. Hi. It's very exciting to see you. You are obviously... <laughs> you flower woman. Flower woman, exactly. You're obviously uh, one of the most amazing people that's around. And uh, you've done this incredible book, among your many other books. And now for the good news to the future with love which it seems to me is a testimony that the war is over. Love is here and you're announcing it to all of us. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, with your mental That's health. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, there seems to be like, compassion is here. I don't think, no, I don't think the war is over. I, I don't think that at all. I've just written a book uh, that you mentioned where I went around for the last two years before lockdown to see where people were doing, and I don't mean in a singular way, I mean education where schools were reinventing the wheel and teaching kids empathy and also, you know, they can have grades too, but empathy and how to cool their, you know, their little frazzled brains. And then I went to companies like Patagonia in uh, Venture and not Patagonia, who sell sportswear and Unilever and Ben and & Jerry's. And then I did tech, where you visited tech companies that are really doing stuff to enhance humanity. Now, if we don't focus on those, we can keep going doomsday. But it's our um, 
choice to either face that way, or at least know that's there, or keep going, the world's going to end. And if we keep doing that, the world is going to end. <laughs> but you know, Ruby, what I was wondering was, is, is the world as we know it ending? And are these revolutions, are the, the young, if you like, are they, or maybe not so young, maybe it's all ages, coming and uh, what you discovered was all these changes are happening. The future's been seeded, it's been seeded for a while, and maybe some of us haven't caught up yet, but you've kind of given us this beautiful book. I love the, I love the phone whispering guy, you know, with the kindness movement and, uh, you know, you being in yeah. the hut, writing your book, you know, so that you had community while you were writing in your hut. You know, you could pop into a house and, you know, you were just kind of seeding all these ideas that these possibilities of all of us, instead of being in the dinghy, being in the boat, being in community, being with people. Right. And, and that's, you know, every chapter. Well, that was the theme that was in every, every chapter, you know, was, um, and there literally was a chapter of community, how they're designing in cities and in um, the countryside and in favelas and in, you know, um, you know, tribes in Africa, where I am now. Uh, they're organizing uh, these, making it a-ecological, you know, helping them with biomass and whatever, from rich to poor to whatever. There's an organization that go in there, but they also trade, uh, train them how to um, do conflict resolution. So they have to abide by certain rules. There has to be equality, transparency, and fairness or something. And if they don't adhere to that, then um, it's called a GEN, it's a global eco network. They pull out. <clears throat> so they're changing community by community. And I was staying in one of them in Scotland, which has 600 people living there. It's been going for 60 years. And okay, you know, there's problems, nothing is utopia, but I worked in the vegetable garden where the money goes to a food bank. I've never worked with vegetables before. And then they do do all that sustainability stuff because I'm sick of people at dinner parties going, oh, what about the environment? We'll either shut up or learn about it or do something. I just got sick of it. You know, so that's why I went and did stuff with refugees. Stop talking about it. You know, once you, you know, once your compassion is ignited, yeah. it takes off like wildfire. And these businesses now are also working with groups, always the team. We only care about it. Nobody cares about targets. They care about being liked. Yeah. And how, yeah. Is, that, how is that impacting you? Now you've taken those actions, you put the effort in, you went around the world, you went to these places. And I, I adored the way, you know, you seem to uh, fall in love with every place as if like you found your belonging, you found your heart. And how has that changed you as a person? Well, I did go back to live in one of the eco communities for two months. I, I, I even bought a little property there because A, I like the people, you know, there's no small talk. Not that they're not funny, but th there's no, hey, how you doing? Cocktail party chatter. Everybody's, you know, they're interesting because they ended up there. And um, they care. You know, what can I say? They care about the community. There's these kind of eco-warrior women who are running the, you know, the gardens and the pride of it and the pride of, you know, when they used to have community dinners until COVID, but uh, you know everybody in the community would bring something if they wanted, and they would eat together. And there were events, you know. They they I know this is a little 
um, flaky, but they did not flaky, fluffy. They did solstice. So they would do rituals. Now these people aren't, you know, it's not, uh, some of them are professors, some of, it's the biggest condensation of startups in Europe up there. So they're not behind, it isn't the 60s, it's future. You mean fin yeah, Fintorn? Yeah, Fintorn. So yeah. Fintorn. So I mean, I, I've got, I wrote about it in my book and I made it very funny because how, how it was discovered and how it was created is hilarious. But over the years, technology has kicked in and it's interesting. So is, did you feel like, are you saying that Fintorn's somewhere that you felt really at home with the way yeah. they were? I feel like I the people. Yes. It's earthy, you know, there's forests. I started doing cold water, you know, swimming in the North Sea. There's just something about it, the highlands, whatever. I'm not outdoorsy, but you rediscover something out there hiking in the highlands, in that cold water, in the gardens, obsessively learning how to pick tomatoes and weed. I never did these things before, but the people are so, um, they're alive. You know, I videoed some of them, they're alive. You know, they're excited. There was a geese when I looked out the window, because it's on the ocean. They would fly 60,000 that way and that way every day. They come from Iceland. And there's two people that go to the, um, where, they, where the lagoon is, where they land. And they confront the hunters every morning. They've done it for the last six years. Every morning they're smiling. They talk to the hunters. And then they know how to, um, like sheep herding, they know how to make the geese go that way. Because the hunters, who've been there for six years, don't kill to eat. They kill to hurt the geese. Oh. Oh. To, there's uh, exploding bullets. Just the excitement of watching them fall out of the sky. So of course, you know, those people are gonna be interesting who are fighting that. Yeah. You know, they don't talk about it, they do it. Yeah, so in a way, are you saying in a way, love is action, love is a verb? Yeah, love is action. And did you feel like, you know, you said you videoed the people and you, you talk about neural Wi-Fi and mirror neurons and the neurobiology of meeting, you know, how our nervous systems affect each other. Did you feel like you were yeah. opened up with this kindness, with this being around this kind of love? Well, they calm, they calm me, yeah, they calm me down, not in a kind of passive way, but no. when you meet people that speak from heart and they're, you know, earthed, I mean, there were great people. Some of them were lawyers before, you know, they were done, whatever. I, they still are because we can work online, but just being with them, yeah. I didn't see a nervous wreck that was looking for the telephone, yeah. the iPhone. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like they don't use it, but they seem to be centered and grounded, whatever that means to you, run with it. Yes. Yeah. And that's catching, you know, humans work like neural Wi-Fi. I love that expression. So if somebody's in that state, they pass it to me and I pass it to my neighbor. And so there's a vibe, there's something alive there. And listen, I didn't just write about that. There's communities in London and in the UK, yes. and some of them are free housing that are really attempting to make a community. So you don't have to go over there. You can look, if you look in the book, I, I give you pointers on where to find it and where to find schools for your kids that won't burn their brains out. Yes. So it's a guide. And if, you, if you're interested, you can go find it. It's really, it's really, really beautiful, Ruby. It's really, really beautiful. And, and what would you suggest to people? Sorry, Hi, you both. Yeah, sorry about that, Ruby. Uh, what would you, you know, what's so beautiful is you do mention all these different organizations and uh, 
I love the I love the uh, the the love organization where you can you can buy your Christmas presents to help refugees, for example. So um, you can actually get engaged already. Like you said, you'll be able to look up in the future. Where did my outfit come from? Or in Patagonia, just buy one T-shirt, yeah. buy one sweatshirt. There'll be, there'll be apps. Yeah, there'll be apps where that you can tell who's bullshitting and where the stuff came from. And, you know, I'm not, a, um, I'm not political, but they're going to get busted soon because that's the next generation. They, wanna, they said that they're, um, they, what do they say? Giving is the new taking. Yeah. And also, so you talked about compassion is a virus. It yeah. Grows. It grows yeah. and it grows in people. And, um, and so have, has it made you feel like you want to live in that zone now rather than in the head and the fix it zone? You know, we've been in a fix it culture. It, we'll yeah. just bring our thoughts to it and then we'll sort it out, which is different, I imagine, to being around heart-centered, grounded people. Yeah. Well, you know, we live in a real world and I live in, my job is in a real world, but I like it as an alternative. And people say, how'd you get through COVID? Well, I, I have Frazzle Cafes that I started and every night, well then, now I do it three nights, I go on with about a hundred people. It used to be um, real, in real cafes with small groups. Yeah. But now I run uh, 180 to 100 online and in the day, I have hosts, if you want to join in the day, they're smaller groups, oh. and I see about 80 faces, and they're, they're told, do not talk about the news, but give me the weather condition in your mind, and they speak from the heart, and it doesn't matter if they're old or young or what color, you just see about 80 heads going, yeah, that's me too, mm -hmm. and that's community, so that, that was heart through the um, computer, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, so is that, do you feel like that's your purpose is to bring community through obviously yeah. your book is all about community yeah that's your purpose yeah. that's i mean i've done it in frazzle when we get out i'll do it more i will i i like being a conduit for bringing people together i did it in the theater you know you played to right. 500 to a thousand that felt like community but they weren't talking now i want on frazzled i don't do the talking i just hold it um they do the talking so I mean, I talk, but I'm not answering questions. So, so what's your vision when we're out of this, you know, in terms of community? I don't know. Nobody does. It might go back to the way it was. Yeah. Everybody after themselves. Or maybe some people say, okay, there's new, uh, there's new ways to live. And I don't want to live in the old way. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. Also, the other thing is, Ruby, which is really what's so beautiful is you named so many things, so many places, New York, Brazil, Cape Town, you, you named so many things that are going on. So there's this, there is a worldwide movement, even if it's not necessarily known by everyone, there's a worldwide movement, like you said, with Jen and with these uh, transparent organizations and looking at who's doing what to who. And so how would people start if somebody's watching you now what would you suggest to them how would they start to engage in community in themselves yeah well i'd say go on frazzledcafe.org and come on to one of our meetings so you can see what people look like when they're listening to each other yeah. and when they care and when you know they're not distracted because they're on the screen it's so uh, um such a paradox yeah but uh you can look at that and then hope that when we get out, that we have meeting places like that. 
it's a really beautiful thing because you, you name this in the book about how education over the era was destructive and abusive and how children grow their brains through the compassion of the mum. And of course, we've had mums often who have been disassociated or switched off or, uh, you know, different things. So, so you're talking about bringing that oxytocin and that kindness to people's brains in community now. And so in some ways they can regrow those parts of themselves that just didn't have it maybe when they were young. And that community, that village can help everyone become who That's they are. Good. Okay. That, yeah. You said it. I have nothing to add. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Ruby. So, so what I'm wondering is, how does this? You're obviously traveling and spreading the word, and do you find this that this impacts your family and how you are? And because you've got children and a husband, and do they yeah. engage with you with all this? They kind of get off on it. I mean, they did come and visit me in the community, and I was really scared. They go, "Get out of here! You've lost your mind!" But they really loved it. They had to shovel um, manure, you know, they, they weren't like, this isn't a spa. And then they went swimming, they went walking, you know, there are, um, there's something called trees for life. There's another thing called wild things where they take, not now, but uh, elderly people and young kids and they take them into the forest and teach them about ecology and nature. Wow. So there's activities going on that are really interesting. Wow. Because that... Sorry, somebody's at the door. Oh, do you need, do you need to pause? No, just pause, yes. Hello? Okay. I'm just resuming. Thank you, thank you, Ruby. That's lovely. Sure. Um, it's kind of it's, it's lovely, because we're all so live, aren't we? We're all so, everything's happening all the time. Everything, oh, there's real life. There's yeah. real life. And in a weird way, you know, like we've had this situation with the boundaries, more boundaries you're not allowed to do this you can't go there wearing masks and in some ways this lockdown more authenticity because people have to stop and answer the door people have to say oh look this is what's going on for me or, or well, i think vulnerability is the key not not answering the door but that's what i love on frazzled is that people tell you how they really are not in a whiny way but just say it in a couple sentences, then I understand why you're giving me that look and I don't have to go, do they hate me? What, I, just tell me what's going on. And I think in business too and in schools, it's such a relief to know what's going on so that you don't think it's something you've done. Exactly. And so, you know, bankers, whatever business, they should learn to speak human because otherwise the next generation, and I don't trust them. You know, hey, that voice, it's like that. Uh-uh, you could be an automaton. You could be a robot. Yeah. So I need to hear human voices. Yeah, and it's, these soft skills, these, these, I love the, you call it phone whispering, but you know, and you talked about it mattered, your body language, your tone, your pace, what we would call flirting, you know, um, soothing, the, the lullaby, like the mum to the baby, yeah. that soft voice. Stephen Porges talks about yeah. it in polyvagal theory, that, that low tone, that sweetness, and being aware Am I smiling? Am I looking? Am I? Connected? But if you if you're aware, it, what's interesting in community, you don't have to be aware. Yeah. We mirror each other. So if somebody's being, you know, listening to you, you will listen back. You know, if I, if I didn't like you, you'd feel it. And so we don't even have to see each other's bodies. We're we're looking at each other's eyes. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. And and so yeah, this is the thing. Everybody needs a village. 
and it sounds like you everybody and 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 this is the thing we've been under the illusion which i think has caused a lot of shame for people that they have to look all right they have to be all right when they're not okay and couple shame too couples thinking they've got to be okay and they can't tell anyone what's actually going on whereas actually you're talking about everyone can have community yeah I mean, they, when you really listen, everybody accepts you. They don't care what you look like. Yeah. Because you, you've gone past the boundary. Yeah. And you don't have to train people. It happens automatically in a community. You know, when we were tribes, the run to the litter was accepted because you needed them. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? And yeah. I suppose the thing is, you know, I'm wondering, you've described so many times in so many ways of what it's like to be an outsider. In, yeah. so many, in so many ways, because you know that. And it takes outsiders to go and look, because insiders, they're not even bothered to look. So it takes outsiders to go and research and go and look and find out. But having done so much and found your people and your tribes and your villages, do you feel more like you're inside now? Yeah. Well, inside with certain groups, outside with the same ones, yeah. Got it. But I suppose you know the difference you know the difference of uh, what that feels like yeah i know i know move away and don't try to fit in even though my instinct is to fit in i always wanted to fit in because of my background but i kind of know it's not gonna work yeah it's not gonna work yeah they're gonna see that i'm not interested yeah so that's the thing with you being authentic you following those uh those i have to now you know because otherwise i'll bust myself you know I'll, I'll, the police in my brain will go, wait a minute, you're faking it. And of course, sometimes you have to fake it. That's how you make a living. Yeah. And that's how you navigate the world. But just as long as you know in your heart where home is, I'm being dramatic. I'm so screwed up as a human. But I have these inklings that that's where I want to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not completely screwed up unless I work I'm on it. I love it. I love it. Back to Dorothy in the slippers, you know, it, there is something very magical. I, you know, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And when you know where home is, mm. you know, you can return there. Once yeah. You've found exactly. your heart. Once you've gone inside and you've dug that mud with other <laughs> people that look at you and listen to you, you have an option. You don't have to be in the other world. You could be, but you don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. You have an option, yeah. Some people have, uh, like they had a great home life when they were young, so they carry home inside of them. I didn't have one, so that's why there's this yearning. And isn't it lovely, because you, you're not only yearning and finding it, but you're sharing at the same time. So there's something, what, what's that about for you, that you're, you, you, there's a kind of link with finding it for yourself and Oh, I, it could be, yeah, it could be because I, I because I'm slightly a narcissist and I want to I wanna show off that I can write about it or I could do shows about it and write books. And part of it is, I guess, I feel I, I want to pay back a little bit. I got a lot of freebies in this world, uh, you know, and, and breaks. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I sort of thank you in a way for giving me yeah. a career. <laughs> no, it's, it's really lovely because in some ways you've written a book about opening the heart and love but you've, you've worded it in really practical, accessible ways, which people, people who've got that kind of brain can look up and uh, see that it's real. And what you're doing is little by little by little, stepping people towards their heart and, 
and listening and kindness. You're really generous. You yeah, so thank you. Well, thank you. That's just a pretty face. Aren't you lovely, Ruby? So gorgeous to be with you. Thank you so much, Ruby. Yeah, and thank and, you. Yeah, and and what was so delightful is every sentence pretty much was funny, and I was like, you you write like you speak, which is obviously you know you are a writer. You've been a writer forever, so you know how to do that. You know how to write how you speak. Well, I'm dyslexic, so that's a big secret. I'm making up sentences, and sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're funny. That's great. So that's natural to you. Mm. You just yeah, say my you language. Say. But I mean, I'm lucky. I'm also not very articulate in some areas because I don't know the words. You know, when I was academic, I couldn't write academic, but I can be funny. So that. So hey, will you stay in touch? I would love to stay in touch. Oh my God, it'd be yeah. my, my, I, oh, you're so lovely. You know, because of you, I'm meeting um, Embodiment Guy. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh my goodness. Well, absolutely. We can have a chat if you want. I can give, yeah, I'd love to stay in touch. Oh, exciting. Exciting. All right. Well, it's so exciting, Ruby, because you are, you, because of your awareness how to work with the mainstream, you are transitioning worlds. You're helping worlds to transition. Obviously, there are, some, there are a few people like you that are helping worlds to transition. But it, I think that bridge makers are really fascinating. And you're a bridge maker. You know this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're a bridge maker. And you're a channel for love. Now, you probably wouldn't say that. I can say that. You might not. Yeah, Maybe you I would say that. that. But, but you're channeling across worlds, which helps community meet. And I find, though, I find, that, I find that really fascinating because uh, we're all, we are all connected, but it can seem like we're all so different. And so when someone like you, Ruby, um, stands up and kind of makes these bridges and says, look, we're all connected and mm. we've got a heart. And we yeah, look, we just all caught a virus from each other. Come on. Is there more proof? I know. Oh, yeah. Well, pandemic. I mean, what a way to get us to yeah. slow some of us. Some Figure of us. it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That we're all connected. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, we, you go a little, a little bit, don't you? go a little bit deep and you find that people are connected, don't you? I mean, I'm sure you yeah. found that in Fintorn, that uh, people, there were all yeah. these different connections. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the other thing is Ruby. You know what's amazing? I saw your daughter's doing their comedy. Fantastic on YouTube. Thank you on YouTube. Fabulous, fabulous. Oh, good. But the apple didn't fall far Thank from you. the tree, did it? Well, they're more talented. Oh. Um, they could do characters that can't say their name. Siblings, in case anybody oh, looks yeah. at them. Siblings, up. siblings, exactly. Brilliant. Oh, siblings. So you're really proud of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so brilliant, isn't it? So, so, and, and of course, you know, so in a way there's an ecosystem with you, with your family. I know you have a monk who lives with you as well. So you've got, you've, yeah. and you've got Fintorn now, but you've also got all these communities that you visited around the world. I think you loved one in New York. You said you might go to New York or something like that. Is that right? Oh yeah. That's another eco village. Um, uh, but that's very snazzy in Ithaca. But I, you know, Findhorn's closer. 
Yes. So that's where you'd go. That's where you would be, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And Ruby, you also run things for people. So you run courses. I know you've been doing stuff for Mind, Body, Spirit, and you've been. Well, I'm going to do the, yeah, Body, Mind, Spirit. In, if you go on Body, Mind, Spirit. Mind, Body, Spirit. Uh, in February. Yeah, I'm going to start teaching mindfulness online. So brilliant, 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 brilliant. Yeah, because when you did the uh, embodiment embodiment um, conference, you made it so simple, and you made it so lovely. I wonder whether you do a little bit now. Oh, sorry, one sec. Okay, all right. So um, I, I'm very practical with the mindfulness. It's about watching those gabbling thoughts and then bringing it bringing your focus, which we all have, to a sense. Every time you go to a sense, the gabbling lowers a little bit. Then the thinking takes you up, you pull it back to a sense, and that's sort of a mental sit-up. And gradually, gradually, there's a part of your brain that develops that can um, pull down that stress hormone a little bit easier. But you still have the thoughts. It's just you have a new relationship with the thoughts. You kind of observe them rather than believe them. If you understand what I mean. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So I remember you talking about, maybe you said Dan Siegel said this about turning, or was it John Cabot's in? You could turn the radio down, so you can come back to your body. Yeah, and turn the radio. Turn the radio down. You're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, come away from the seat. Oh, should I start? Yes. Okay. So you sit up. Uh, I, my book. I wrote a book, Frazzled, which is how to do mindfulness eating, standing in a queue, exercising. But since we're on Zoom, we have to sit. But it's the same idea. Always bring the focus to a bodily sense. It won't stay there, but you know, it becomes a new habit. So sitting up, shoulders down if you can, but not rigid and eyes open or shut, that's up to you. So we send focus as far away from this little machine that keeps gabbling as we can so see if you can sense where both feet make contact with the ground so you really try to sense mm -hmm. both feet making a footprint if you can so just feeling your way down there and then you just let that image go let it go and then take your attention to where you feel yourself making contact with whatever you're sitting on. So you kind of feel the effect of gravity, the imprint your body's making. And then take your focus from there and bring it to sound. Again, it's a sense, a bodily sense. So just listen. From the right, left front, behind, above, below. Just let the sound come to you. And then you'll notice it has to happen because that's how we're made. Thoughts are gonna come in. They have to, you just let them come. But with mindfulness, you notice that you've started to judge the sound, think about tomorrow, fantasize. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. Whatever you think is fine. You've noticed it. So you just gently, without giving yourself a hard time, bring your focus back to listening. It's not, and it's not a contest. 
both states are correct. You notice the thinking? It'll happen a hundred times. Bring it back to listening. But with gentleness. And then let go, like you did with the body. Just let that focus go and bring it the same way you're sensing everything to where you feel yourself breathing. You are breathing, so this isn't a trick question. But just see where it's most poignant, nose, throat, chest, abdomen, ribs, and stay there if you can, so the mind doesn't jump. And you just notice, let the breath just do its, its thing without you trying to control it, because it knows what it's doing. And when the thoughts come, which they will, just bring it back. Really kind, kind to yourself, to the where you were felt you were breathing and just feel the depth, the pace. What happens between the in-breath and the out-breath? Just notice it. That's all it is. Beautiful. You can open your eyes. So you. beautiful, Ruby. And it's so lovely. It immediately changes everything, doesn't it? So simply and uh, so wonderfully. Thank you for that. And I know you're putting on a course with the Mind Body Spirit Festival, taking people into yeah. the mindfulness. And you know, there was a there's a psychedelic band and they had a song called Politics Begins in the Kitchen. And I was thinking there's no coincidence for me that you did your mindfulness training and your community work, and then you've, you know, veered a little, not that you're political, but you found out all these amazing groups who are revolutionizing or evolutionizing uh, the world. And it, mm. it's interesting, you've come from mindfulness and neuroscience into, into these movements alongside community because it's based in love, in my world, in based in your body, based in your body. So you're coming, yeah. you can based read. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful, so beautiful. And are you, so Ruby, you know, it just seems like you are more and more being in the world. I loved your, uh, your you wrote about the blue team when you were a young person, oh, yeah. the, the community of that. And it seems like, there's this idea, you know, the Khalil Gibran idea that pain, pain is the, 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 the crevice that opens us up to joy. And so the more pain someone has had, the more contraction, in some ways, it can lead to the greater expansion. And if you look at your life and what you're opening now, for the rest of us too, you're opening so much and sharing it and sharing it with the rest of us. So in Thank some you. ways, does it, does it give you, you know, like the prodigal son, does it give you a, a sense of kind of redemption that you had this very, very, very hard beginning and, and many, many hard times, harder than, than, than many, obviously some, some may have had harder, 
but you had some really hard time and yet you've really reached and stretched to find how to anchor yourself how to support yourself and then you're sharing that does that give you a sense that there's a healing and a redemption in in, in no your the healing is the learning mindfulness yeah uh, if it if it if you catch it or it's like neuro wi-fi you pass it to the next person but i don't feel you know i'm just glad i that oxford offered it and i jumped on it so so was that a win there's another person calling me oh yeah do you need to go yeah do you need to go? Okay. yeah no problem i'm doing the next one i'm yeah. sorry no it's all perfect thank you so much ruby and thank you I look forward to seeing you again in the new year. In the new year. Bless Thank you. So that was the lovely divine Ruby Wax, heroine or hero of my youth, and someone who's growing, emerging, attuning, evolving, and moving into love and into the heart of life and sharing what she's finding you know, bridging between the worlds of the mainstream and the alternative as she can, as someone in her position can, you know, she can spread this word because she's well known and she can then share what she's finding with, with so many. When that's the real gift, isn't it, of someone who's developed a certain level of fame is that then when they find stuff that's really useful and helpful to the rest of us, they can tell us all about it. So just want to say thank you Ruby thanks for all your heart and love and kindness and and all the humor too you know uh it's such a gift and and you know it's really funny she was interviewed by Louis Theroux recently it's on BBC Louis Louis's podcast lovely on BBC and what was so magical was you know Louis took off and she dropped out and disappeared from telly and she told him that in her podcast like there was quite a moment in broadcasting you know she said look you know you kind of took my slot mate and he said really let me chat to my producer and he did and so there's now Ruby doing retrospectives and chatting about what she did on telly and this kind of payback from Louis and I just thought wow it's kind of you know we all go around in circles don't we and, you know, when we lose a bit and we feel like we lose that piece of us, there's always a chance it's not really lost. It comes back, but it comes back when we're in a new place and we have new perspectives. So here's to Ruby. Here's to you. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in again.